15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We need some alien stomping movies. I mean, not the Independence yeah. Day movies. We need ones that are like skinwalkers, like They Live. We need a remake of They Live. Come on, John Carpenter, make that happen. <laughs> Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> everybody this is the utah outcast we are a very much uncensored and unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of utah via podcast and youtube we strive to bring you some news you missed have some fun with real audio and oh so much more every week for each topic we find funny infuriating or just plain newsworthy we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much irreverence as legally allowed by our church run religious legislature i fucked up that last word uh anyway my co-hosts this week are none other than kyle steenblake and making his third appearance, but his first is our newest regular outcast, Jeff Linville. How's your guys' week? It's great to be that tertiary. Was a, that was a that was a rough. Well, weekend. you're you're actually like <laughs> pentiary. You're like the the fifth outcast. I, I was actually talking about my my actual appearance. Oh yeah, but oh. thanks for bringing me down a notch. <laughs> it's my okay. Bad. No, it's okay. I'm just saying, some people get so outcast no, they they can't fucking hang anymore. <laughs> no, you're good. You're they, good. They outcast themselves from the Utah outcasts. <laughs> anyway, I'm X, and I'm going to be your host this evening. Uh, this is episode number seventy-two. Before we get into far uh, in depth with what's going on in the community and all that fun stuff, I am honor bound to give a heaping helping of thank yous to all those who selflessly give to the show's production each week. Uh, I'm glad to say that the bills are all paid, and we're here for another year at least, all because of you. These amazing patrons are the the uh, are one of the best things to happen to this podcast. So without further ado, let's raise our glasses to Robert Jones, Dan Ellis, and Luis Cruz, and Jeff Linville. Dude, you're on the show. You don't have to pay us ah. for the fucking privilege, man. But we thank yeah, you. Anyway. So uh, and you pay, like, you pay for good stuff. Like any drinking game, uh, we raised a cup to the four, and I, I probably actually should have a drink. So unprofessional. I try to do it when you guys are talking, but. Uh, you'll have to take a big gulping swallow for our VIP patron, Danny Lopez, who is so used to hearing about gulping swallows from podcasters uh, that we'll have to all rename all glory holes Danny Holes. So Danny suffice hole. to say, oh, Danny boy, the pipes. Yeah. Oh, that sounded so beautiful. Yeah, no, I loved it. Nope. So suffice to say, it's not only the patrons that we love, so... Uh, because we know that not everybody has the extra income to spend on such things like podcasts. But if you wanted to give you a shout-out, just shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, subscribe via YouTube, or follow us on Twitter, and we'll share it with you guys in the world. I do the ones on Facebook, but it's kind of sketchy trying to find who joined and when kind of thing. So first up, we have our newest YouTube subscribers uh, by the name of The Primpin. We have Elder Wrong, who I think found us through the uh, the Reddit ex-Mormon thing. And he's also oh, nice. on the... Uh, He's also on uh, Atheist Futa, so nice guy. I talked with him a little bit. Uh, Kangshi Lee and Relay1919. And let's see. We've had a few new followers on Twitter as well. Those folks are as follows. 
We have Tony Lawrenson, which is a at Kinema with a K, DK. And then we have Derek Cressman, which is at that name. So guys, give them a little bit of love out there. We, we, we're glad that they're following us on Twitter. I try to do a lot of stuff on there, but I'm one man. Anyway, uh, if I miss anyone this week, please let me know. But now that we've got that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into our first segment of the week. It's time for News You Missed, where we bring you headlines you might have missed out on or that we feel that uh, deserved a lot more attention than they got. So here we go. This one's going to be slightly new to a lot of people out there because it just barely hit. Uh, you might have heard that there's the, uh, the FBI director, Comey, what the fuck is his name? James Comey sent a mm-hmm. letter to Congress about Hillary Clinton's email investigation. You know, they're they're looking into it more because we have Hummer Aberdeen's emails from an old device or whatever it is. And so the right and Jason Chaffetz and everybody just came out of the fucking woodwork about this on Friday. Like I came into work and I, I I'm plugged in pretty much all goddamn day long, but like in the 15 minutes that it took me for, to drive from home to work, like this whole thing blew and I had no mm-hmm. idea what was going on. I'm like, wait, wait. So I read this letter. It doesn't actually say that the investigation is open again. It just says we're, we found more emails and we're going to look at them. Yeah, but it doesn't say it's not open again. See? Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they, they, there's the there was a giant letter that came out that was uh, assigned to all the honorable blah blah blahs on the con- on Congress and, and not in Congress, but you know the uh, Congressional Investigation Committee about you know being a bitch to Hillary Clinton. That's Jason mm-hmm. Chaffetz's job right now. Pretty much is to be that guy, the contrarian. So they sent out this letter. And they apparently have found more emails on Hama Abedin's computer, and they're looking into it. But they they haven't actually done anything with it. And so no, they haven't even read the emails yet yeah. because they don't have a warrant yet. Yeah, they didn't. They yep. the FBI didn't have a warrant to read the emails, so he shouldn't have sent out any goddamn thing about you know we know what these emails are about. We just have a somebody saying, look, there's this device that might have something on it. So instead of, you know, taking his time with the investigation like a fucking FBI director should be doing, he went and tattled to all of the Republican congressional people on the list. Hey, good job, dude. And yeah, I, he's a federal employee, so I know that he goes through the same training I go through every fucking year about the Hatch Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's named after Utah's Orrin Hatch, people, mm-hmm. he, uh, where you cannot, you know, favor one party over the other if you are a federal employee kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it also goes into more stuff like you have to have fair fair time for each member if they're on, like, uh, public airwaves kind of thing. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there but is. He went and leaked all this stuff to the Republican caucus. He didn't say anything to the, Demo- to the, the, to the Democratic side of the House at all. Literally mm-hmm. at all. Nothing was said to them anywhere yeah and so yeah he he fucked himself he, over on this he, one <laughs> yeah, he, yeah yeah he he could actually be in some some deep shit for this yeah so chaffetz got and all rightfully so chaffetz got the information of course he fired off his tweet and then next thing you know fox mm-hmm. news and their war machine starts rolling through i if this is the worst they got on hillary i <laughs> it's emails dude it's emails and yeah everybody's like well i don't trust her i don't trust her i'm like you shouldn't trust any fucking politician you're just voting for the person that you think is going to represent your your interests the most oh well they're owned by the bankers everybody's owned by bankers man your house is owned by bankers (laughs) 
<laughs> your your car is owned by bankers. Ah, oh, not me. I paid in silver. <laughs> I just uh, first of all, you're not from India. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I I I'm I'm sorry. I just I can't get I can't get worked up or excited even over the mishandling of potentially classified emails because it happens all the time. Yeah, I'm not been out of shape about it because I seem to remember at least, you know, two million emails disappearing underneath the Bush like member the all the people from the Bush party. Like yeah. two million emails there. Oh, let's see this private email server. Uh we've had let's see, I think Jason Chaffetz has done private email because there was that little kerfuffle mm-hmm. where he sent everybody his yep. business card and had at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah. You had yep. uh you've had you've had lots of people using private emails that they should not be doing for their public for their public work. And that's not even what she's doing. She's using a private email server. And the difference, and other difference is this is, uh, this is illegal. Well, I I use that illegal uh, as a, as a, you know, whatever, but um, certain members of Congress and certain um, uh, levels of, of, of uh, ranking people uh, don't have the same, scrutiny on their emails as Hillary does. I mean, some of these people, like Jason Chaffetz, like you brought Mm -hmm. up, is a perfect example. Um, He's doing the exact same thing, a a very similar thing. I can't say the exact same thing because that's not true, but he's doing pretty much the same thing that she is, but he's yelling at her. It's not Mm -hmm. particularly shunned upon in his position, but it is hers. So it's basically, you know, driving on the wrong side of the road in England and screaming that, uh, Hey, I drive on the wrong side of the road, but but you can't because you're from America, kind of thing. You know, I don't know. That was a poor way to put it, but and you're a woman. <laughs> nonetheless, and you're a woman, yeah, and you're a woman, <laughs> yeah. But Man, I'm so glad it's almost over. We are almost there, guys. <laughs> We're almost. so close. A couple more days. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next one that I have up here is bullet holes and graffiti found at the Equality House across from the Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not saying they had it coming, but I'm just saying when the Westboro Baptist Church is your across the street neighbor, you got some crazy motherfuckers that are attending that church and <laughs> are mm-hmm. in that community. So I now I've, this is I, the equality house that they painted all the different colors, right? Yes, yeah, the rainbow house. And yeah. So yeah, okay. There were this comes from Dan Errol from Danthropology Blog. Uh, seven bullet holes and graffiti that reads "fuck fags," you know, F U K, you know, because spelling is what we do here. <laughs> good. We're found at the Equality House, an LGBTQ center for peace and activism that stands across the street from the infamous Westboro Baptist Church. According to the HuffPo, Aaron Jackson, the president of Planting Peace, was in his bedroom inside the house when he heard a series of strange noises outside on the morning of October 23rd. A few few days later, bullet holes were found in a window of the building. And so it says here, uh, blatant acts of hate. This is Jackson. Uh... We experienced at the Equality House mirror the acts of hate and discrimination our LGBT family experiences every day. Planting Peace has seen an increase in hate mail, death threats, and physical acts of vandalism and violence over the past three months. According to the FBI, the LGBT community is more likely to experience a hate crime than any other minority group. And so he yeah. adds here with his little fin- little flourish here. Uh, the LGBT movement has made tremendous progress on all fronts, including legislation that protects LGBT fundamental human rights. But we still have substantial work to do to change people's hearts and minds, which is the most important change. And I I applaud you guys for for wanting to be in the middle of that yeah. because yeah, 
I just hide behind a microphone in a basement in Clearfield, Utah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's ridiculous that just, just the existence of some people is such a bad thing that they, they, they feel the need to attack someone like that. You know, know, obviously they're, they're, they're a bit of a fringe, but, uh, but the sentiments nonetheless, it's just like, it's, it's just like the Republican party right now. Even mm-hmm. though Trump is crazy and everything, oh, we don't like Trump, we don't like this, it's still the same thing when it comes to this particular sect of Christianity. Um, all, of the, all of the rules and regulations are in place for this kind of craziness. So to say that, oh, that's them, but we are us, uh, is just moronic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're dealing you're, with. You're, you're, you are dealing with the lowest common denominator of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're you're all essentially in the same group. So yeah, one person freaks out and does something shitty. Um, yeah, that's that falls back on falls back on everybody. Yeah, because you know how successful were lynchings and stuff like that. You know those those yeah. those, those black people got their rights finally. You know? <laughs> it's ridiculous that they think wow. something like this is a good thing. Like it'll work. <laughs> I'm going to try to scare off them gay people by using the word fuck fags. It's like, really? Fuck fags. Yeah, but, you know, I think it's kind of funny that they, they unintentionally and ironically offered some uh, pretty obvious sexual advice for them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, what else are we going to do? Yeah, and the, and the firebrand in me, um, just like a, when I get into discussions, you know, what does it matter? Why, uh, why does it, why do you care what I think? And why do you care? Because, um, you, you've matters. affected <laughs> so many different people. I said, well, it's right. And it's this, and, and your way of thinking is wrong. And I said, well, good thing. My way of thinking isn't going to die when I do just like when you die. <laughs> so good <riddance laughs> and have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we're talking about terrible fucking people, let's, uh, I'm only going to bring this in because, um, it was okay. such a cultural phenomenon that yeah. that happened last week when we record after it was it was like right after we no we recorded a couple of days before the episode came out but the new walking dead came out and mm. there's a lot of people that didn't like it and i i understand that but this first episode was an amazing allegory to the uh the story of abraham mhm and so it really goes to show how much of a shitty character God is. And this comes from Dan Errol once again, but it's a, it's a really good story to read. But uh, Negan, the, the main big bad guy this time around, made his uh, decision on who to, who to execute. And so like it just started, it was getting worse and worse and worse. If you guys have seen the episode, you know what happened there. And especially when it came to the whole, you know, I'm going to kill your son, Isaac, you know, or I want you uh-huh. to do this bad thing to Isaac. Mm-hmm. And then at the very last second, doing the whole psych moment, you know. I'm so, just glad to see the comedian back in in media. I am too. <laughs> I really like. I love that actor. God damn it! Comedian was a great character too. I I don't know why people yeah. uh, people hate. Uh, well, I know what it is. It's Zack Snyder, of course. But <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but there's a real. I'll have it. I'll have this in the show notes. You guys should really read it because um, he he really plays the character of the old testament god because he's trying to make a guy instill fear into into a, a man and he does it so methodically and at the point of like where he realizes he can't do anything and honestly if there was a god out there if he was as badass as he appeared to be in the old testament there would be nothing any of us could do about it you know unless we had <laughs> iron chariots but 
I don't think we do. Nope. Yeah, no. Most of them are aluminum nowadays. But uh, <laughs> actually, I think the old god didn't have any clue that that metal existed anywhere at that time. <laughs> <laughs> he should have known, however. Oh, yeah, should have. Yeah. So God's a horrible piece of shit for doing all this stuff. But anyway, it's a great allegory to the story, though, which is another allegory for something else. But hey, let's base all of our religions on this one dumb story. <laughs> all right. And which let's is, see. Uh, allegoric prose is terrible to begin with. So let's let's update it with some actual good allegory. <laughs> and this one, this one's going out there for Kyle. Uh, God's not dead three coming out. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So David A.R. White has confirmed he is the head of the movie studio. Pure flicks has told CNSnews.com that God, God's not dead. Three is in the works. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh, how are man. they making money off of these? Cause God they cost it. it's the room's budget. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Medea movies, man. They're just going to make a lot of goddamn money. Well, I'm sure I'm sure a good portion of it is they get a lot of work done by volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's no that's the way these groups make movies. Yeah, no no work well, yet if a case orbs is coming back for this one, but <laughs> And it's it's like um uh, it's like uh, the Twilight book. There's a built in audience. It doesn't matter if they're good or mm-hmm. bad. There there's a built in yeah. audience. Well if there's a if there's any good news to know about this that the box office that that we got back from these movies is the first one cost two million to make. And it made mm-hmm. sixty million. The sequel wow. cost around five million, and it only made twenty million in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So the third one's going to cost what? Uh, let's see, two to five Maybe. to. Let's see. Let's let's move it up to ten, and we divided it by three. So it's going to cost them ten million dollars to make, and they're going to make six. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to flop. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> I was going to watch it. It's going to be wonderful. I hate myself enough to watch that. (laughs) Uh, It's so bad, though. Let's see. We have a wonderful Christian liar by the name of David Barton. Everybody knows who he is. Oh, Jesus Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this comes from uh, him and Meta's friendly atheist blog at Pathios, uh, who wants to say, and I'll, I'll read his quote here. We've been given something that we have a responsibility to use. Talking about voting, of course. So it's not our choice whether we vote or not. Well, I, I kind of agree. I think everybody should vote. I, I, I wish more people would. I wish it was a lot easier for people to vote, but that's not here or there. Uh, and that's why you will find that for the first 200 years after we started having votes in America, voter turnout was 100%. Uh, no. Liar. 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 Voter turnout has never been 100%. Well, maybe... Like originally, when only a very small portion was allowed to vote, that. But yeah, no. Yeah. So and yeah. let's not let's not forget that three fifths clause that was in there for the slaves and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, to get a hundred percent turnout, I don't know. If it's you can not going to happen. No, no, you're not going to go there. Uh, we've preached this from the pulpit, and I can give you Bible verses on it. It was our responsibility. It was not our choice. God gave us this nation to be stewards over. And that's a lie. And we know that's a lie. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jeff's got to bounce here in a second. He's got a sick kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's a cat throwing up and crapping everywhere in the house. But uh, before I left, I wanted to uh, throw this in really quick. Um, Utah is bracing for impact of Oklahoma's 3.2 beer vote. You guys heard this story yet? <laughs> yeah, I've heard it. I'm really yeah. happy to see this. <laughs> so basically what it is, is uh, Oklahoma's voting on... Um, 
the death of 3.2 beer and Oklahoma is the largest um, consumers of the 3.2 beer. Yeah. Over Utah. So what that means is if they actually, um, uh, if this vote goes through 3.2 uh, beer, well, they, it, it would be allowed to, they, they can now sell higher alcohol volume beers in grocery stores and convenience stores. So therefore the manufacturers would stop make making 3.2 yeah. would stop making it because Utah's the next highest and we don't drink a lot of beer. Um, so at that point, the Utah State Legislature would have to either allow it to be in stores or mm-hmm. have no beer in any stores or any gas stations, um, grocery stores, and only buy purchase beer in the liquor stores, which is awesome. It would be so, a very, if they didn't allow it to, to sell the higher points in the grocery store. Could you imagine how empty that aisle would be? <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, I would. So I think you'd still be able yeah, to get locals. That would do interesting things. So, well, yeah, you would still be able to get locals. Locals like Uinta, Uinta has is specialized in in doing doing sessions. Yeah. But. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Sorry to no, to no, bounce off. Uh, You're good, man. I'll let yeah, you guys know yeah. what's happening. I appreciate it, and to everybody out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and keep up uh, you know, the Patreon. We want to have lots of people. Uh, <laughs> mostly, mostly. Give X a little bit more money so he can take time off of work so he can fix the, uh, his audio problems. And it's another thing. <laughs> I'm going to use the money you're donating to me to buy you a microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's next on the list. But I appreciate it. Thanks, yep. guys. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. We'll be right back, guys. Right. This giant crustacean from the Paleolithic era comes out of the water. We were so scared. Lord, I mother, I jumped up in the boat at that time. What on earth is that creature? It stood above it looking down with these big red eyes. Oh, it's so scary. And I yelled, I said, what do you want from us, monster? And the monster bent down and said, I need about three fifty. What's tree fitty? Three dollars and fifty cents. Tree fitty. He wanted money? That's right. I said, I ain't giving you no tree fitty, you goddamn Loch Ness monster. Get your own goddamn money. I gave him a dollar. She gives him a dollar. I thought he'd go away if I gave him a dollar. So anyway, we were talking David Barton before we got rudely interrupted by somebody having to leave the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this shit happens, guys. <laughs> Especially at eleven o'clock on a Sunday night. Anyway, so David Barton was talking about uh having 100% voter turnout for the first 200 years as a nation. And yeah, that's no. yeah. you can't have 100% voter turnout because a people get sick or people die or people don't make it to the polls. And uh voter turnout during a presidential election year has never topped over 82%, like 82.6 I think was the highest according to this article. And that happened once yeah. and that was in 1876. Yeah, not even not even countries like Australia where where voting is compulsory. Uh, compulsory, they don't even get one hundred percent turnout. No, and so it doesn't happen. Eighteen twenty in this nation, voter turnout was a record low of ten point one percent. God damn! Because that who did was, they vote for? <laughs> that was the re-election of James Monroe, who basically ran unopposed. Was a given. So no, people just didn't turn out because they're like, uh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, like like Hemet says here, needless to say, voter turnout has never been perfect, not even close. And that's just how David Barton works. He assumes that anything that comes out of his own mouth must be a fact because he's working for Jesus. <laughs> Once again, proving uh, that working working for a Christian God doesn't make you a better, more ethical person. 
Uh, let's nope. see. We have a news story here about uh, gay ex-Mormons. You know, actually, that's not not the website about the gay ex-Mormons. It is Mormon and Gay is the, is the new church God. website. It's the gay ex-Mormons. It's such a center. shitty website. I'm so mad about this, and I'm mad too because it's just it's so bad. It's It's the whole... Oh, you can have same-sex attraction. Just don't you dare ever act on it. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And so, in this, uh, the website is called Mormon and Gay, Mormon and Gay all together. dot mm. If anybody ever really wants to go there, I, no thanks. I'd re- I'd feel more ashamed of that showing up in my search history than yeah. Pornhub. I know? mean, they 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 do they do have some pretty pretty enraging videos on there. If ever you just want to fill yourself with unadulterated rage you can go watch this so the the website has a frequently asked questions section that opens with why use the term same-sex attraction why not just say gay and this is their answer to that one uh same-sex attraction refers to an emotional physical romantic or sexual attraction to a person of the same gender if you experience ssa you may or may not choose to be Choose to use a sexual orientation label to describe yourself. Either way, SSA is a technical term describing the experience without imposing a label. This website uses the term to be inclusive of people who are not comfortable using a label, not to deny the existence of a gay, lesbian, or bisexual identity. Ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to give you All a right. label because you don't so- want to use one of these other ones. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Look, if... If you're a dude and you're attracted to dudes, you gay. If (laughs) If you're a chick and you're attracted to chicks, you gay. If you're if you're attracted to anybody, you buy. (laughs) You buy. That's it. There we go. (laughs) If you are not one of those, you're straight. That's it. You have you have asexuals and you have pan pansexuals. Well, yes, you, yes, you, you have, have you have the cornucopia, of course. Yes, that's not there's that's a cornucopia, not to, but yeah, yeah. That's not, not to say to, to anybody out there that, that we're we're trying to downplay right. something that simple, but it's just the, the instead right. of using a label that you know you might be less comfortable with, but you know it it, 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 right. it describes what you are. They want to come out with the same sex attraction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's uh, it. It sounds. And the reason they the reason they're doing that is because it sounds uh, medical. It sounds clinical. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm suffering from from Same SSA. <laughs> you look at their poor wives, and you're like, I'm sorry, <laughs> because they they want to be in a church that does not want them. And I, yeah. Uh, oh wait, we do want you. We love the sinner. We hate the sin. Oh. <laughs> well, unless you don't pay your tithing, if you don't pay your tithing, fuck you. That's really just because they don't care. So somebody's uh, reply back to this it came from Reddit, and it says, "Like many of you, I try not to lose my lunch while browsing the new Mormon and gay website, but after seeing a familiar face, has me angry." I personally know the guy that's on the website. His name is Josh. He's one of the nicest, sweetest guys I've ever met. He went out of his way to make me feel included among other friends and acquaintances. He had a range of them. I had a range of emotions as I read and watched his story. I feel sorry for him. I hate that he will never be happy in his life. And I wish that I never met him. Wow. His entire story is sad and depressing and there's nothing anybody can do about it. That's what religion does to you. people. This is all a rant, and I don't know where I'm going with this. I just hate that my friend is trapped in this damn church, living a 
living a life of sadness without any hope for companionship. I got out. I guess I can hope he'll see the light of day someday too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a friend of a friend of mine said who is a very, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can really say they're very devout, but they are devout. They still believe, but what they said is, uh, you don't get applauded for baby steps. Yeah. Exactly. This is not, yeah, no, it's like, this is not good. This is not cool. This is just continuing, continuing a cycle of abuse. Yeah. It, <laughs> no. In other news, this, guys, does, this uh, doesn't get, this doesn't get applauded. Not at all. Tyler Glenn's new album, Excommunication, is out, and it's mm-hmm. goddamn good. Go listen to it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler Glenn, if you're listening. Yeah. No, I give him, we I have give a, props. we have a, <laughs> We have a seat open for you. Yeah, we lost. We lost. Our, <laughs> we lost our third. <laughs> All right, let's see the last one we're going to get to, and then we'll jump into something else. Oh fuck the the Oregon militants! God damn these guys were found not guilty in a unbelievable, truly astonishing verdict, according to Oregon Live. Uh, yeah. On Thursday, a jury delivered a stunning across-the-board acquittal to the leaders and participants in the Malheur National Wildlife Refugee, sorry, National Wildlife Refuge Occupation, and a remarkable blow to the federal government as it tries to tamp down on a national movement led by a Nevada family to open public lands to ranchers, miners, and loggers. Uh, so this, this really, this is one of those things that makes me really crazy, uh, simply because this is really just a, a case where the the prosecution failed to make its case for the charges that they brought and, and the charges were really easy so there there were well not really that easy well i'm talking about having were, guns were very on federal things, but yeah having guns on federal yeah. land you know yeah not allowed to do that but <laughs> right the i think the problem is there were there were some of these charges where the prosecution was kind of reaching yeah. Uh, How about, can we just arrest them for being assholes? <laughs> yeah, and it's like one of those things. Like one of the charges was uh, that they were uh, deliberately obstructing uh, federal workers from performing their jobs. That was a reach of a charge simply because there were no federal workers at the facility. Yeah. The, no one, it, it was shut down for the season. So there was no one there, and there were no instances of anybody who worked there mm-hmm. trying to get back in to do anything. Yeah, I'm sure. They not, could, I don't think yeah, the police would have let I, them back in the compound, though. No, no, yeah, no. That not that they would have, but it's just one of those technicalities where there's no. You can't really say they they were deliberately preventing somebody from doing their job if nobody went and tried to. Do their job. So the, all they need to do is send so, one person. <laughs> all they need to do is send one person, but they didn't have a reason to, yeah. because again, it was, it was shut down season. for the season. Yeah. yeah, it was the off season. So yeah, it's it's charges like that that just they couldn't make stick. Um, so it, it was there were there were probably other things that they probably could have charged them with that they for some reason chose not to. How about but it was it was kind of a shitty case. <laughs> it, yeah, it should have. But again, that's another that's a sticky charge. Oh no, but because... they, they did threaten the FBI and they threatened other like 
government groups. Yeah. Out there. If you come here, we're going to kill you. And it's like, I know that's yeah. because they did it. If, but it's just going to embolden mm-hmm. this fucking sub community of people. They're going to see this as like, we stood up to the government and we won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, I mean, Am- Ammon and his brother those- are headed back to Nevada to get federal charges there. So, <laughs> yeah. But what, what's happening with their attorney? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I haven't, I haven't followed up on that one. So yeah, I don't Utah, know what, I Utah's don't know own. <laughs> Damn this guy. <laughs> what was his name? Um, what was it? Mumford? No, hang on a second. Let me find his name real quick. Dipshit McGee. Uh, one sixty. Okay, so at the very end of the when they were after they declared all the people not guilty and everything, so. Six to seven U.S. Marshals surrounded Ammon Bundy's lawyer as he stood up before the judge, arguing and shouting for his client to walk out the door a free man. <laughs> because they're still facing uh, charges in another now. state. Yeah. The federal marshals will take them into the, him, those guys into custody, and they're going to transport them. <laughs> and so, as he w- told them to go out the free man, they tackled him and stunned him with a taser gun. And Mumford was yelling, what are you doing? What are you doing? And the judge cleared the courtroom, of course. And so he's he's trying to say that all I was asking for was papers. You get the smoke in the courtroom? <laughs> uh, so Mumford said after emerging from federal cu- custody nearly two hours later, just show me you have the authority to take Mr. Bundy into custody. <laughs> I think their presence. There. Uh. <laughs> We the government we can do what we want. <laughs> so uh, he was cited by the Federal Protective Services for failure to, failure to follow a lawful order and creating a disturbance. And he says that the marshals overreacted, possibly, but you got, you had it coming, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Probably, uh, of course. But then again, he, he look at look at who you were defending, and they were probably a little nervous. So they're they're very happy, of course, and I I think it's shit. But what what can we do? <laughs> it's yeah. And as we normally would do to end this out every week with the news you missed, we we try to give you a Trump roundup. I'm I'm not doing that this week. I'm done. No, yeah, I'm done with Trump. I'm I'm moving we, on. We should. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. As this comes out on Wednesday, we're going to be like a week away from the election. So I'm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm done, guys. We're done. We're done with Trump. <laughs> Maybe Good. I'll talk about yeah. him in a little bit, but who knows? Anyway, we're gonna go jump hopefully, to our first break. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully we can get to a uh, a point where there's a moratorium on on Trump on the show. Yeah, like Kim Davis. <laughs> 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 you should she who should not be named can meet meet up with he who should not be named. She know who? No, that doesn't work. It's you know who. Uh, never mind. Anyway, first break. We'll be back with the atheist decalogue. This is Utah Outcast. You have Kyle and you have X. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show, such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Okay, we're back, and we're jumping into the, the Decalogue of the Week. I used to call it the Atheist Decalogue. I didn't really need to change the fucking title on these things. Anyway, <laughs> what we have for you guys this week is a top ten list. 
of reasons as to why an atheist would continue to live in this goddamn state when there are so many other places that would probably <laughs> be more friendly to our kind. And this is not a scientific list. I did ask for help with the atheists of Utah to come up with an answer. So I got a lot of smart ass fucking responses because it was an open poll. You of know, course you did. Like you do. Anyway. Like, uh, but yeah. I, I'd like to thank every one of those guys out there for voting. I, I took all of your suggestions and I twisted them a little bit to my own end because, hey, I'm a producer. I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, so this let's, is our show. This is our show. We're going to use your stuff. So anyway, uh, number 10. Uh, I, I'm here because I grew up here and have friends and family here. I have lived other places, but the hiking, camping, and climbing here is unbeatable. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's pretty I, good reason. I'm yeah. not a, uh, I'm not a camper of, of any kind. I, I don't climb. I should have changed that one, <laughs> but I've gone on a couple of hikes. Hike, it's fucking beautiful here. It does get hot as balls in the summer though. I mean, but like not, not unbearably hot like Arizona though, <laughs> or yeah. <Nevada. laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you know, unless you're unless you're talking about like the Pacific Northwest or Canada, mm. it gets hot everywhere. Yeah, I want to move to Portland. <laughs> All right, let's see. Number nine, the military would throw me in prison if I just left. <laughs> <laughs> so you either got people at Camp Williams, you got people at uh, Hill Air Force Base, or I'm sure there's other military sites around here that. I'm not privy to, and actually, I'm not going to go into fucking detail. But that is that is kind of fucking. <laughs> there funny. are there are a few. You cannot go a wall. That would be a bad thing. Number eight, SLC is the best. Other parts of Utah are kind of meh, but I love it here. Obviously, never been to Ogden. Ogden is a bomb fucking town, man. <laughs> I avoided it at all fucking costs. <laughs> you got like three streets in Ogden that you're cool with, and the rest of them are just like. Eh. <laughs> But the historical All district, them, history yeah. is pretty good. Um, yeah, it is. But I, I, I was afraid. I was sad that nobody used my I, one that said somewhat the same thing here. I said, I said because Salt Lake is our Portland, and nobody voted for that one. <laughs> and it really? Is, oh, don't compare it. Don't compare Salt can't. Lake to Portland. But it's a no. it's a beautiful lake of blue inside this red fucking ocean that we're in. Mm -hmm. Salt Lake is much cooler than Portland. Yeah. Got better donuts too. Fuck your voodoo donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Number seven. It's a safe environment. Even though the Mormons are annoying, they're typically pretty nice. If you can handle people being passive aggressive to you, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, did passive you just aggressive live here? is nice. Yeah. Oh, how mm. come I've never seen you? <laughs> or how come I haven't seen you at the church? Or oh, I love your hair. It's so it's so ethnic. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> not not to me, but yeah, to other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just the it's so fucking racist here in the state sometimes. <laughs> and you know, for the most part, I hate people that bring up the whole safe environment thing. Most places in America are safe fucking environments, guys. Yeah. I, I what are they thinking? Are they trying to think like I mean, but this isn't this isn't the defenders. This isn't like uh, <laughs> Luke Cage. You don't have to worry about Harlem and shit. But even then, the people were walking around downtown Harlem like it was nobody's fucking business. Like, like kids playing in the park, just like everybody else does in the world. Got to worry yeah. about all this shit. No, it's as safe as everywhere else. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> here. We don't have to worry about stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell me how many Hispanic oh. people live here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they used to live here originally because 
Just yet another part of the country was took over. God damn it. Let's see. Honorable mention here. Been there, done that. Utah isn't the worst. Okay, that's funny. But number six, mm-hmm. cost of living is cheap. Yeah. Okay. No, groceries are fucking expensive right now, man. Yeah. Well, they're expensive everywhere. So. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. That things are tough all over, but they're trying to say that Utah's cheap. Mm, I don't know. Not, no. 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 No cheaper than other parts of the country, or yeah, it's. I bet you Nebraska. I mean, her place cheaper. is more expensive. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but then you Nebraska, oof, or Idaho. You can always go up to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. No. Nope. No. <laughs> oh. Oh, this one got a lot of votes. This is a uh, one that I did. This is number five because of spite. <laughs> like Captain, like Captain America, <laughs> we say no. You move. <laughs> and I think that's Fuck kind of, you. I live here. That's kind of important for uh for for us fire brandy kind of people out there. We're like Yeah. Like, uh no, I'm not the weird person. You are. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, you move. Well, what, with, what, what with the official state motto being if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> it really is. I've heard that one lots. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah, want because I, that's, that's so goddamn easy. <laughs> that's just so yeah. easy for you, isn't it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. Work keeps me here. I gotta get paid. Yeah, that's that that's that a, tends to happen. That sounds just like just a convenient excuse. <laughs> it kind of is, but also a you know a truism. I mean, but I, if I if I were single and had no kids and stuff like that, if I was just 36 year old ex just living here in fucking Utah and I, I got fed up with it I would start looking elsewhere I have no qualms about uprooting my life I mean I, I was a military kid so it's not like a, yeah home is where I where I come like my my current living domicile you know? mm-hmm. most people most people with with jobs would be able to relocate either find the same job or a similar job yeah. somewhere else so yeah but you know that takes work. Yeah, it really does. All right, number three. It's also, not it's also not a guarantee. So, yeah, that's true. other than a wackadoo religion in the shitty air, and the air here is pretty shitty in the winter time. Yeah, it is. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so, any other than the wackadoo religion, which is pretty fucking wacky, go go back and listen to last week's episode where we talked about the plan of salvation. <laughs> uh, in the shitty air, the beer is top notch, and it truly is true. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of people like, oh, Utah doesn't have good beer. Fuck you. Man. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> We've got great beer. Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> you the, just have to jump through some hoops to get it. Yeah. The mountains are epic. You get four seasons, and the whole fam damnly is here. So <laughs> <laughs> right. we should we should put a little asterisk next to that one. We currently get for four seasons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Incre- it, it is increasingly getting to the point where we have maybe three. <laughs> it really feels that way right now, especially guys like yesterday. And this is us talking about uh, the like 29th of October, which mm-hmm. in years past meant you had a couple inches of snow. <laughs> or it at was, least in the higher elevations. Or yeah. it, was, it was cold enough that it could snow at any moment. So kids are always going around trick or treating mm-hmm. wearing coats over their fucking costumes. <laughs> but like, yes, like day before yesterday, it was like 85. Like yeah, it was, really it was fucking yeah. hot. <laughs> yep. New new record high temperature for Yay. yeah. 
Yay, we're killing ourselves. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Number two, the grass isn't always greener. It's not so bad here. This is very true. That's a very important one to think about. Mm-hmm. You may think that, you know, there's a lot of people that want to escape Utah and they want to escape the Pacific Northwest. I'm one of them. Fuck, if I could go live in like Bremerton, I'd be fine doing that. Or, you know, somewhere, somewhere up in the Northwest, somewhere working at Puget or something like that. Just that'd be cool because I, I don't know, lived here for a long time, but it's not like it's going to be easy. It's not like it's going to be the best thing ever. It's And it's not even like it necessarily would be any better. No, and people are yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to deal with a little bit of weirdness from religious people here, but it's never going to be that big of a deal. Uh, anyway, the last one that we have here, and we're going to jump off to another break because I wanted to make this one somewhat short tonight. Number one, <laughs> okay. I can't do shit about it. <laughs> My family keeps me here. <laughs> that is that, that is also a truism. Yes. I, I, I too. That does happen. I'm stuck here. Not because of, you know, I'm weighed down by wife and kids, but they don't want to they're not adventuresome people <laughs> most utahns are not adventuresome <laughs> folk <laughs> actually i should say most americans are i would think there's i mean what was the crazy percentage that they came up with one time where the uh, x amount of like americans never have left their state or something like that it was a it was a crazy high percentage it was a ridiculous number it's like uh or mm-hmm. how many of them have never left the country at all and it's like not counting canada or mexico <laughs> because <laughs> that's easy mode guys that really is <laughs> though I, I love our brothers and sisters up to the north I, I fucking love Canada I've actually talked to the wife about that I said if Trump wins I will consider <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that would that would be something I would consider Yep, and good thing there's lots of good atheist shows up there so <laughs> shout out to the brainstorm guys you guys are great uh, anyway that's it for the atheist decalogue we're going to jump off to our Next little break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be doing fun with real audio. You got Kyle. You got X. We'll be right back. Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. All right, we're back from our break, and this is Fun With Real Audio, where we take uh, right-wing audio, put it on (laughs) our podcast, and we poke fun at it. I mean, it really is that fucking simple. I'm sure if you've heard other news and uh, religion-based podcast you've heard this before but we do it fun <laughs> ours, <laughs> ours is best north korea's best korea <laughs> anyway our first person that we have up here we have alex jones here we go it's a donald j trump has won the 2016 election in a massive landslide Say what now no, hang on hang on he hasn't yet i'm gonna shoot you straight a year and a half oh, no, ago, don't shoot I began me. to no, 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 no. support Donald Trump, but I was holding my nose. I didn't really know who he was. But after Still watching him go through this trial of fire, the demonization, the attacks, the lies, hey, Alex, all the big billionaires, all of them, 
trial by fire. Communist Chinese, the corrupt Saudi Arabians, the Pope come out against him. And to see the globalists and both political parties and all the big political bosses line up against him. I am so proud of the fact that I chose the populist. I chose the man who was trying to defend this Republican who's gone through hell. He chose the populist. Donald Trump <laughs> I chose, won. I chose the man the nobody likes. <laughs> he's really it's exactly he's really, what he's just said. He's really. Really, yeah, he's really <laughs> proud of liking, like he's supporting the. Yeah, nobody likes him. I picked the most. Fucked nobody up likes this guy. I like him because he listens to There's my show. this guy. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes him. Absolutely, everybody thinks he's a horrible person. But I'm all for him. With his gravelly voice, I, just, I can't help but thinking of Billy Bob from Sling Blade. Just like I reckon, I'm gonna get some dictators. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that's basically where he is. I'm going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go give me some of that mustard. I don't see no peckers in there, do you? <laughs> oh, I'm Alex looking Jones, at the giant pecker. <laughs> I love Sling Blade. It's a charming movie. Uh, whether they end up stealing it from him or whether he actually gets into office, it doesn't matter. They're not going to steal it. Trump has promoted nationalism. Trump has exposed globalism. He has exposed the whole... Did you guys catch that? Okay. Nationalism is not a good thing. That is a very bad thing, Alex. That is a very terribly <laughs> that is not a good. That is not a good thing. <laughs> he has promoted nationalism. Let's see, like, is it a national... national? Oh, no, not nationalism. It'd be like, is it a social nationalism? <laughs> mm. No. Uh, and he thinks he, this is this is their mouthpiece. This is one of Trump's mouthpieces. I can't believe this shit. Crony capitalist system. He has shown how unfair deals have been made. And if you thought oh, the liberty yeah. movement with Barry Goldwater fifty years ago was powerful, or oh Ron Paul God. ten years ago, or now no. Donald Trump, it is an exponential growth curve going straight up. Bottom line: No, Trump it's not. Is a godsend, an imperfect no. messenger of God. But nevertheless, well, you know, in a way, yeah, sure, sure. In a way, yes, <laughs> because he is, he is ravaging the far right, man. <laughs> the I'm sorry. You, they have been, he, congratulations. You've robbed yourselves of any shred of credibility. You might have once had. Oh, but Hillary's emails. <laughs> oh, no, not emails. No, not emails. Oh, any. Anything, anything but emails. <laughs> How can Trump be a godsend? Oh, he is to the Democrats. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm <laughs> dancing. I'm dancing great because you have states that used to be hard red that are now starting to pink. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, it's amazing, man. Fucking Alex Jones. I swear to God, this guy is just <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Uh, I hate. I hate. He's, he's, he's not even fun to make fun of anymore. No, he's just so ridiculous. It, it's. I mean, ridiculous isn't even a good word for it. He's unhinged. I mean, it, uh, no. I mean, it's almost brilliant satire, but he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will have the the whole and uh, what's his name? Um, uh, not the, Andy Warhol. The, the the Andy Kaufman the thing. Andy Kaufman moment where he he does re- like reveal that it's all been pro wrestling this whole time. <laughs> I I will give that man a thousand dollars if he does that. I I will try to find a way and be like, thank you, 
thank you for the comedy for like the last year of doing this show, almost two years of doing this show. Thank you so much for you had me going. I thought you were serious this whole time. <laughs> That'd be fucking magical. <laughs> uh, no thanks. So Kyle, I know you're uh, familiar with the Family Research Council. Uh, anyway, okay. We have a uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Boykin, which sounds like some sort of like mm. uh, sounds like a term you'd use for like porking. You know, it's like yeah, one, but not like a good, those, not the good kind either. Yeah, I mean that, that porking itself is like a, a really just ugh, kind of term when it comes yeah. to you know making love. I mean. There, there's words that you can use, and it has like the whole gradient effect. And I, I am, mm-hmm. I am going here until we, before we get to fucking Jerry Boykin because it just makes me think it's like it's like boinking. It's like it, that makes you sound like you brought it like a seltzer squirter and like a, a flower, or you know, like a, you threw a pine or like, some sort of cream pie. Yeah. It's like really disappointing seventeen-year-old sex. I'm just really happy I get to use that hashtag. <laughs> I can use that tag for cream pie and teen. <laughs> oh, Jerry Boykin. There's either a four or a five phase plan. I think that Islam. John mentioned it earlier. It's called the Explanatory Memorandum. <laughs> it's found in 2004 in Annandale, Virginia, in the basement of the guy that ultimately it was discovered was the. What would you say, operations officer for the Muslim Brotherhood? Yeah, and a senior Hamas They're still guy. Yeah. going yeah. about the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, and they found this explanatory memorandum oh, in the awesome. book. Explanatory memorandum. It's like, what? We, yeah. They've gone fucking crazy. They really have gone batshit. John was part of writing that book. Uh, and it, it, the book is called Sharia, the Threat. And uh, there's a copy of it in there, and it lays out a five-phase plan. John mentioned it vaguely earlier. <laughs> Stage one, five-phase collect plan underpants. to take over America. <laughs> now, it's broad in nature, but if you look at it, you'll say, holy mackerel, they're doing this. It's unfolding really? right now. Mm. Now, there are more specific plans that they have for how they're going to take over. And as Kamal said, they're going to infiltrate every Kamal. element of our society, including the church. Wait a minute. He just referenced a guy called Kamal. I think you need to look into your own house. You have one right there behind you, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) So he said they have specific plans. They have a five stage. They have a five stage, maybe four or five, but they're very specific. You think think he's going to bother to mention any of these specific plans? No, you got to go buy the book. (laughs) Oh, you have to buy the book. These guys have master salesman class on doing shit like this. I'm not going to tell you the plan. I'm just going to tell you there is a plan, and then I'm going to make you. But it's all out. It's all outlined in the book. They must have some great search engine optimization going on for their shit. (laughs) We have a friend that is a pastor in uh, Chino Hills, California. His name is Jack Hibbs. Hmm. Out of 6,000, 7,000-member church in Chino Hills, California. He had an associate pastor. It was a Muslim convert. Turned out the guy wasn't a convert at all. He had been planted there. He'd been in Chino uh-huh. Hills, California. Okay. In fucking Chino Hills, California. 
a plant at a evangelical church. Do these people not hear themselves? How fucking insane no. that that would be? You know, hey, uh, hey, Kamal, we're going to send you to Chino Hills to make you watch all these. Uh, what are they? <laughs> like, there's no leverage with that church. That there's nothing there for them to like take over. You know, like, oh well, we're gonna start teaching everybody Sharia. And it's like. A that wouldn't happen, and B, they're not exactly what you call a hard target. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. I mean, maybe, maybe, sure, maybe he was going and he was looking up, uh, trying to, trying to get some of those marketing tips. <laughs> yeah. Planted there you guys. You church. guys are pretty successful. How do you do it? How do you have six thousand people that come here every month by selling them lies? How do you get that many? How do you lie to that many people? effectively and ask for money <laughs> huge mega church that that guy been planted there they're infiltrating every element of our society while we are trying to believe that there is a big separation between the radical muslims and the moderate muslims and the reality is john said it the moderate muslims are just simply muslims that have chosen not to follow the teachings of the Quran and the Hadith. And there are a lot of them. And God bless them. Wish that more of them would refuse to follow it. <laughs> I, I agree. The, Just like the, I wish there yeah, were less yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the amount of stupid there is just, that's a little impressive. It really is. Uh, so, did these guys find a script from like the the like the early 1950s and replace? Did they do like a global search and replace for like communist with Muslim? I mean, because that's how I feel. this is McCarthyism. I mean, it honestly is. It is the yeah. same exact fucking thing. Like mm -hmm. they're gonna find you guilty by association. Have you ever hung out with a Muslim guy before? Yeah. Oh, you must be a Muslim. We're gonna throw pig blood on you. It's like what? <laughs> This is the level of discourse we have in this country now, people, and it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It, it, God. I, I wish how I had better it, words for just being so flabbergasted with how stupid these people sound. And I hate to, you know, jump out with absolutes like they're so all stupid. Every single one of them is this, and everyone else so fucking dumb. And blah 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 blah. I can't put into words how disappointed in the human race I am when I when I hear shit like this. Have we not learned anything? Just, like, do we need to go back no, to grade we, school to learn how to share? I mean, clearly not. I mean, pretty soon we're going to start having a whole series of films starring Dolph Lundgren uh, playing a Muslim. Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> Two. <laughs> or was that him or was that Rutger Hauer? I can't remember. I uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> go watch that one, kids. That's a fun one. <laughs> and then go watch Tucker and Tucker and Dale versus uh, uh what the fuck was it Tucker and Tucker Dale and versus, Dale versus yeah. yeah but no I mean if you're if you're if you're wondering you know why we're making the comparisons to McCarthyisms <laughs> and the red the Red Scare go watch some of the movies that came out in the eighties like Red Dawn no, I hate that movie. And I know I'm disappointing Ryan and Brian right now because they both like that movie. <laughs> I know it's not Top Gun, oh. guys, but 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's something to be said for the for those movies. They were enjoyable at the time because you know, hey, <laughs> Russians, time. Russians, Russians, and communists. Them, they they were scary. And it seems like we're headed back that way too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we're we're tired of having Muslim uh, like guys wearing um uh, guys wearing their traditional Muslim garb on on action movies. We need other action foils, you know. So yeah, Russia's thankfully stand, stepping up to the plate. So we'll be going against them again <laughs> pretty soon. Uh, North Korea is not as fun anymore. <laughs> no, none of it's fun anymore. We need we need fun bad guys back. Come back, Russia. We need some alien stomping movies. I mean, not the Independence yeah. Day movies. We need ones that are like skinwalkers, like They Live. We need a remake of They Live. Come on, John Carpenter, make that happen. <laughs> Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Next up, we have, uh, not Boykin anymore, we have Jim Baker. And for the longest time, we've we've kind of gone away from him trying to sell us his slop buckets. <laughs> Oh, is he trying to sell us the oh, buckets again? Yes. We're, we're going to oh. get a hard sell on the slot buckets today, so here we go. The Supreme Court, I think, is so important. Yes. And I'm so concerned when I already see the internet has been given away. Yeah. And, you, and you see that has already happened. And then you see all the things that have happened Just in the away. last eight years. Mm-hmm. You could have been charging a premium on that internet. No <laughs> kidding. Why are they giving away it for free? And if they're giving it away for free, why am I paying for it? <laughs> oh, shit. The church. Which one? Somebody said is going underground. It's, did one of you guys say that? I didn't say it. John, did you say <laughs> yeah. that? John, you, I, thought I saw you on TV. Yesterday. I watched you on TV. Yeah. 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 watching your <laughs> seminar. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we don't see a miracle in the election. Mm-hmm. I think we're eventually going to be going underground. Um, and, and when you say underground, I mean the underground church. We're, we're, they're going to literally not allow us to function the way we've been functioning. You know, the word <laughs> underground does not mean anything close to what you just said. At first, no, I thought he was talking about like close. beneath the planet of the apes kind of thing where they're worshiping the nuclear bomb kind of thing. But no. Was that, was that no. beneath? Yeah, that was beneath the planet. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you know, he's he's talking about uh he's saying if Hillary wins, she is going to uh outlaw Christianity. Oh man. Basically. That's 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 what they're saying. They're they're all worried and hyped up about things like that for some fucking reason. I don't know why. <laughs> this is just like so far this is out of <laughs> this is even an out of left field. This is even like some him. guy in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is some third level conspiracy theory bullshit. Yes, because the government's trying to turn your religion into something that you don't want it to be anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think the government gives a fuck what your religion is. For the most part, we haven't until you yeah. come out and you like and come out publicly endorsing candidates and shit like that. Then you should lose your five hundred three C three, like your. Tax exempt yeah. status, right? What they're really doing—I mean, what they're really saying—is they are upset that uh, they can't uh, do things like discriminate against other people because they think their religion tells them to. 
they're being told, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You can't use your your religious beliefs as a uh, as an excuse for that. Mm-hmm. So so that that means that they're not allowed to practice the way they see fit. Yeah, you can't because my my religion. <laughs> yeah, my religion tells me I have to I have to not make cakes for people, and I can't marry people even though I work in the clerk's office and. <laughs> <laughs> I see this election has very strong global implications. Our current administration has been giving everything away to the world. He's even talking about after the election, moving on and being the head of the world, the UN. No, but uh, no. No. Uh, I have a friend in Kenya. Pastor- He's going to go off on a fucking tangent so, here, but I have never heard uh, Obama say anything about becoming UN anything. No, usually, no, uh, usually no. after you get done playing the big game, you, you're done. <laughs> after being the person that manages this country for eight years, I honestly would never want to fucking do any other job ever again. Not because, you know, I would no. miss it too much, but because yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I did my time. <laughs> yeah. Although he, although he has said, he has said that as soon as he leaves office, he's not going quietly into the background. He says he's gonna he's gonna stay around in the public eye, and he's not going to be constrained the way he was. Scotus, <laughs> he's going to be very vocal about things. He is not going to he's he's not going after or going to be holding any kind of official official uh, roles or positions. But he's still a very much beloved president. <laughs> he's a very very beloved president, and he is going to be very vocal about things, and he is going to be an advocate for things. So that's what they're referring to vaguely. It's, it's pipe dream. I wish he would come oh, out as atheist. I just wish that would happen. <laughs> hopefully, after the election, you know, he's out of office. Nobody cares anymore. Hey guys, guess what? I haven't seen you in church in a while. Yeah, I don't go to church. I'm an atheist. What? <laughs> I was when I was in office, too. And then you'd have that sad sack uh, guy that came out as atheist after he Barney, left. Barney Frank, yeah. Ugh, Barney Frank. Pissed me off. Oh, man, that, that man still pissed. I hold a grudge against him for that saying that shit about, you know, don't come out as atheist. It's okay to come out as gay, but don't do it as atheist, because then you just lose yeah, your entire I, I, Fuck you. I like a lot of things about that guy, but really, that that, that was pretty damaging. Like you, you should you of all people should know how damaging it is for somebody to stay in a closet about things, about not being their true selves. Ah, makes me so mad. Friend in Kenya, Africa, and you see, we have Kenya, been seeing Kentucky, not to, not the family to, here yeah, in America. Yes, but Kentucky. our administration has been blackmailing other countries in the world with the attack on the family and all of the implications of the family and telling African nations that Calm if down, you dude. don't line Calm up with down. what we're telling you to do, we will cut off the food help, the economic help. That's That's been happening for several years now. That's how leverage works. Yeah, that is how leverage works. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they do say, I'm sorry, if you're going to continue violating human rights, you're no longer going to be receiving the the level of aid you were receiving. Uh, So, yeah, and a lot of these things are like their fault. (laughs) Because they, they went into these countries and started promoting these things. So, yeah, no, sorry. 
Have you seen some of the uh, the videos coming out from like the African pastors about miracles and shit that they've done? Like the one with the kid that had the, yeah. the extended growing arm trick, where like yeah, arm like it was too short. But everybody that's ever done this magic trick in America is like, yeah, wow, really? That's really what you're yeah. doing. Or I saw one where a guy was talking about there's a spirit in this room. There's a spirit in this room. I'm going to take a picture of it. So it, first of all, he holds up an iPad to take a picture of, and I. I yell at anybody that uses an iPad to fucking take pictures. That is just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong yeah, on so many no. levels. I understand if you have to at even... that time. I understand. But the thing thing is just that's wrong. <laughs> it's just so blatantly terrible. Anyway, so he's like holding up the, the iPad to take the picture of the spirit in the place, and he's got his finger like over the, the, the shutter button, but he's also got his thumb about ready to touch the gallery button. And so he acts like he's taking a picture. He like takes a couple of blank ones and he taps with his thumb onto the gallery and it shows up with a picture of like this little kid. And it's just like everybody in the audience loses their shit. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I did a miracle. And I'm like, no, you just touched another button. Fucking charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. It's not magic. That's you being a crooked ass motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Africa is just being ripped to shreds with fucking Christianity right now. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Under this administration, we are hit. We are heading to a global, global agenda. Why? Why? That is what? talked about in the Bible. Why it's not? It's called the beast rising out of the sea. But I, it's so much more dangerous than most people think. Don't you believe, John? Well, you know, the Bible talks about a global one world government with 10 crowns and 10 horns, 10 heads of state that literally encompass every region of the world. And out of these 10 regions... We have seven continents, and I don't think Antarctica... Yeah, continents. no, no, no. Yeah, that's not even... Well, first off, that's not even close <laughs> to what it says. Uh, and two, they were talking about the nations in <laughs> that part of... Fucking god damn it. Well, and also, it's that's not how it works. It's like a fever dream from some guy that was doing mushrooms yeah. and, you know, these are the same people that if you went to them and you showed them your iPhone, they would, they would kill you for being a witch or a sorcerer or some sort of right. thing. Right. You know, because, <laughs> <laughs> and like the very concept of a automobile would blow their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, they came up with one world government. Yeah, and even their little thing doesn't quite work because they try to they try to relate it to the UN. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I, there's a lot more than ten leaders in the UN. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking shitload of them there. It's like the whole uh, in, the, the Galactic Senate in the prequels. <laughs> it's big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even have ETs in there sometimes. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I still don't understand. You weren't here for the what episode we were talking about it, but where I don't understand no. why people have a problem with a one world government. I don't understand it. If we are ever yeah. to be a space faring species, you will mm -hmm. have to have a unifying government. You will have to have one that encompasses all nations on earth, as well as whatever colonies they set up somewhere else. And I know this is science fiction. Somebody may look back <laughs> on this one day and be like, well, he's right. <laughs> but the thing is, what is wrong with it? If it if it's can somehow make make it so people can all the people in the world, even the ones in the marginalized countries, 
are now protected under the same rights you have as another first world country. What is the mm-hmm. harm in that? If you're going to help them produce more crops and stuff like that, let's just say like we used Africa as the big fucking field where we grow all of our crops instead of having to chop down the rainforest in Brazil. What if there was a one world government where they could said, look, fuck, fuck doing that. You're killing the world. Stop doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's, there's there's nothing wrong with that that's that's the way that's the direction things should be moving but the christians in this case are the rebel alliance from star wars <laughs> they think that they are they really do that's mm-hmm. fine i'll be the empire i love the empire <laughs> they got shit done people they got shit done anyway back to these assholes it says one of these heads of state will be fatally wounded and become the Antichrist. Well, all it's going to take to throw us into a global situation is a global crisis. And let me tell Another you, one? crisis yeah. dominoes are literally being stacked up in a row. And any number of these different kinds of crises could literally happen anytime. I mean, I hate to say something like this could happen next week, but, you know, we're going to probably talk about what's happening with Russia and the U.S. You know, we're going head to head and what could be a nuclear war. And a year and a half to two years ago, we was talking about the Psalms 83 war. Yes. That when the first bombs go off in the Middle East, first nuclear bomb in 70 years, it'll cause a global panic. We literally, if I, as if, it should. <laughs> if our politicians want to create chaos before this election, let me tell you, they've got their ducks in a row. Uh, what does what does stacking ducks have to do with anything? I have no idea. <laughs> does that makes that's ridiculous. Word that was given to me, and I'm not going to give it today, so don't get scared, Lori. A, a known prophet uh-huh. says uh-huh. that two. Atomic bombs, bombs, shortly will hit the United States of America. Shortly, I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying, I'm just picking up a lot of garble on the internet, <laughs> on the networks. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's you putting all of this out. <laughs> just hearing the word, John. Prophetic chatter. Prophetic. That, that's the word. Prophetic chatter. So buy some food buckets because the yeah. is coming. <laughs> God, Ugh. you know that that would that would almost scare me. Except I've heard that drum beat my way <laughs> too much. My whole goddamn life, I've heard the same thing. Ugh, man. And you know what? It's not gonna happen. If there was nuclear war. Fucking let it happen. <laughs> it's, it's not like we're doing any better as a species right now, anyway. <laughs> and I'm trying not to be Mr. Apatheist here, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's so that's so we, we are not a we so are not a good ridiculous. species, people. <laughs> Making her first appearance on phone with real audio with the Utah Outcast, we have Tamara Scott, who uh, wants to remind us about pro-choice politicians. Oh, goody. That's funny. Hang on. What happens politically is downstream from the culture. And so for those who want to fuss and argue about this candidate or that candidate, or we don't have a candidate we like, uh, I I honestly would love to discuss that with you because of clarity, great clarity between two candidates. 
One who says he'll end the war on Christianity, the other who foments it. One who has put a plural life advisory in place with Marjorie Danafelser from the Susan B. Anthony organization. He has an advisory of Catholics. He has an advisory group of evangelicals. He has good people he's putting around him. And another one and her VP who promote and celebrate the killing of the unborn. First of all, that's just ridiculous. Why? Why? I understand from their standpoint why it's so fucking important to them. You know, like, oh, he's promised to have uh, Christians around him. Christians here, Christians there. We live in a majority Christian country, guys. Even she will have all these Christian folk around her. It's like, they're just pandering. And I'm so tired. Well, they're I'm so tired really of pandering. pandering. Just- well, what? Whoa. What I find funny is, have they ever actually listened to Tim to Tim Kaine talk about talk about abortion? Yeah, because he's like, he, I don't like it. He, no, he re, he's really anti-abortion, but he he also has the understanding that he lives in a country where his opinion on that matter is only his opinion. Yeah, him and Pence were it's like not law talking, talking like at the same time where they're like that was one of the best displays i've seen from an elected official on you know uh people's beliefs when they're in office and everything because uh kane said that look i don't like this stuff but i like you said uh Mm -hmm. we live in a country and my job is to represent the people and the people of this country want this Mm -hmm. like and and pence on the other hand was like uh no you should never do this i'm a christian first and then a republican second and it's like uh, yeah no that's uh, not how it uh, works it's not how it's supposed to work Let's let Tamara get back to it. Oh, okay. As choice. And it's so dangerous how skillful they are that they would celebrate the killing of one American and pretend that it's in order to protect your right. They take the right of life away from one under the guise of protecting your right. Good luck with that fetus uh, existing outside of a body. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> that fetus is not a human. I'm sorry. Not yet. That through. And even more devious than a Hitler. Oh, I a Hitler? Never supposed to no. Read it. Oh. But even more devious than a Hitler. Hitler. Who Godwin, turned on Godwin. people himself. These people, whether it's Cain, Hillary, or the other pro-death agents... Ooh, I like calling you guys anti-choice. Have skillfully Ooh. articulated an argument that makes you turn on each other. It says that a and mother that's has not what you're doing to kill her child in the womb. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't and say it a mother has right to kill her child to kill to fund that killing. Think no, that it doesn't. Wrong. 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 <laughs> First off. It's not a child yet. Nope. And <laughs> because if you kill a child, that's called infanticide. <laughs> yes. And the taxpayers absolutely do not pay for fucking abortions, people. No. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's a show game. Like, no, 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 no. no. Not, not really. And if you're going to play the shell game, then, you know, everything is. Well, I just found it. I was- I found it extremely funny because she kept saying a Hitler, a Hitler. And I'm like, you realize his initial is a Hitler. So you, it's a, it's Adolf. You know, it's not. Yeah. I, I know that she was trying to say it's like a Hitler, 
but you know, I just found it funny because I don't think as every time I heard <laughs> that, I'm like, is she pronouncing his initial out loud? A Hitler? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think, I think she is, but I'm sorry. You don't go, this is not even something you go Godwin on because you know, Hitler was not exactly, you know, pro-life. No. And the, <laughs> the thing is, is that when she brought up the whole anti, what is it? Pro-death. That's what she said. Or, or pro-death. Was it pro-death that she said? Because I could play that game too. You're an anti-choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anti-choice, anti-freedom. Anti-freedom. Yeah. You're pro-religious extremism. <laughs> no, I'm not. And yeah. nope, you you're, you're, I'm sorry, anti-women's health. <laughs> yes, there we go. Exactly. There you go. That's a good one. So, that's our first time being on phone with Real Audio. I think we're probably still her. But what a terrible person. I just... She... Yeah. Uh, I can't stand these people. <laughs> her, first, her first arrival on the show, and she goes, Godwin. Really? <laughs> just... All right, so that's it for fun with real audio. We're going to jump into our last and final break. That's what last usually means, Chris. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> and we'll be right back. This is <laughs> this is Kyle and this is X. This is Utah Outcast. Hey, y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm going to learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with... 16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff. Teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. So this is the part of the show where we would normally have the the highs and lows for the week. But uh, I honestly have felt for the last couple of weeks that that's been our, our weakest segment. Because honestly, for sometimes I'm, it might be interesting to hear what's going on in our normal lives and stuff. But you know, you get the first segment of the show, which is news, and then you get the second segment of the show, which is our fun little thing that we do, and then you get fun with real audio, which is right-wing audio and news and anti- and religious assholes. And so I felt like us doing the fourth segment of the show where we would be talking about highs and lows. I mean, it's great that you guys get to know us personally, and maybe it might come back in some form or another, but we're, we're deciding to move this on to something else. So, uh... I'm calling it time for rants right now. I know that's not what it's going to be finally. So uh, I've asked somebody each week to take the take the helm and run with it. And this week, since it's only Kyle and myself, and Kyle's had a long fucking week, uh, I I have a rant for you guys. So here we go. It is scripted, so I'm going to be reading it out to you guys. So uh, an elderly liberal person that I work with recently told me that she wishes that she could go back to the 1950s. Because it seemed like a simpler time. Wow, that seems like a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I, of course, let her know that most people say the same thing about the times when they were younger or when they were growing up. It takes serious work not to get jaded by the world you experience as you get older and more sarcastic and more curmudgeonly. Normally, I let her slide about stuff like that because, honestly, there's no convincing some older people. But this time, I just had to say, fuck it, and I took the bait. And I asked her... What made the 1950s more palatable than the latter half of the 2010s? And I got the boilerplate responses of, well, it was easier back then. You didn't have all of these computers. You didn't have to worry about terrorism. And you definitely didn't have to worry about letting your kids play outside. So, for my responses to all of these was that the world is sublimely easy to live in right now. Computers are a gift. They're not a curse. 
terrorism existed back then too. There just wasn't a 24 hour news cycle about it. And, uh, and it's not just a U.S. foreign policy into the Middle East thing, you know? I, fuck terrorism. Anyway, my kids don't have to worry about anything because I'm around to watch them and make sure they're okay, which is a lot fucking better than my parents did for me where they let me run around crazy. I got into some shit I really shouldn't have gotten into as a kid. So my kids, A, won't face bullying alone. They, and B, they won't get whisked away and abused, even though the chances of the latter happening are astronomically small. My point being is that you have a very ignorant contingent of people out there in the wide world that think that somehow America is somehow less than it was nearly 70 years ago. America is much more than any of that. We've somewhat overcome segregation. We're working hard at having social justice for all persons. And women are generally treated better. Religion is on the decline, and for the most part, it's really great living here. And when I hear people listening to the whole, quote-unquote, make America great again, hashtag M-A-G-A bullshit that I have, I have to realize that it's a lot of people who are just afraid of embracing the now. They could easily change this, but won't, as it has become part of their identity to be the contrarian, the stick in the mud, the oppressed. And the biggest bit of comedy is that they are single-handedly being oppressed and oppressing at the same time, and it needs to be called out every single fucking time we see it. I didn't let my friends stand with their bullshit remarks, and it's time we stop letting the small stuff getting swept under the rug. Cleanse it in the light of skepticism and investigation and, most importantly, facts. Because let's face it, people, any liberal I hear saying anything about times being simpler than I'm going to call them exactly what they are. Trump supporters. <laughs> they were simpler times. Those were simpler times. Just, I, Those I, were simpler times. Men were men. Women were women. And we didn't get to worry about all those other people who are different colors. We, we didn't have to, have to worry about those fucking communists. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it just makes me think, oh, it was so much easier back then. The world was great. Like, you do realize that World nope. War II was just a couple years before that, right? <laughs> and then the Korean War was an up-and-coming, I think. I can't remember the exact date for the Korean War, but that was in the 50s. And so, it's like, the world hasn't always been fucking hunky-dory. There are periods in between horrible periods, you know, where things are just normal and boring, you know? Yeah. Then you have years of terror, and then somehow the shit gets back to normal for a little bit. Yeah, going backwards, I'm sorry, is not an option. Man. So I just I, I I love this person I work with. She she's a very fun person to talk to most of the time, but then when stuff like this comes out of their mouth and I think there was a couple weeks ago where they were talking about the whole they don't understand why gays have their pride parades and stuff like that. Just like Well, let this young <laughs> let this young guy teach you stuff. <laughs> and I know I know it happens with other people in other various movements, but it's it's not it's not our job to have to fucking educate everybody in the world. And we try, but honestly, it, all it takes is just a little bit of critical thinking on their part. Shit would make a lot more sense. But yeah. Anyway, that's my rant for this week. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad one. Not a bad one. Oh, so we get, get some. We get we we get to talk. So we we get some of the some interesting. Interesting uh, conversations that happen in the workplace. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've heard more than I've heard more than a few of those. 
And oh, I try to ignore. I try to ignore so many of you, them. You have to, for the and because if you if you called every single one of them out, you'd be one or two or three people in the building. <laughs> That's normal. While the rest of them are just yeah. these crazy right wing extremist people. I mean, and it really is that yeah. bad. I mean, you look at Utah radio, like on the AM dial. It's, oh, it's, it's nearly wall to wall. I mean, between the polka stations, you have wall to wall fucking like Republican guys, right wing radio, conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists, Alex Jones kind of folks out there. And it's it's bad yeah. enough that when you're one of your main radio stations that you have in the state, which is uh, KSL, has mm-hmm. an AM component. You know, yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Nobody yeah. cares about AM. Not well, a lot of their a lot of their con yeah a lot of their content is really shitty. It really is. I mean, it's really really shitty. But it's fueling it, all that. Shit. Oh yeah, it fuels a whole lot, a whole lot. But the the biggest thing in in the work in the workplace, the biggest thing I I do because uh, I I don't want to get in, too involved in those in those conversations, but I will. You know, if it, especially if it's happening, I will frequently just question people. They will say something, and I will just say, "Really, what makes you think that? Why? <laughs> really, what what are you basing what are you basing that on? And what reality does where, this make sense to you? <laughs> where did you get that information? Because that's that's not factually accurate. That's not the way things are happening. That's not the way." It, <laughs> Exactly, and it's you know, and usually it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere, but you know, I would at least like to think I'm planting a seed, maybe a slight seed of hmm, yeah, where did I hear that? <laughs> okay, so that does it for this week's episode. Um, a little bit shorter this week, like we said. It's a it's not not the fact that it's a holiday or anything, but it is a shorter episode because technical difficulties and you know and we, we be Jeff tired we be tired all that fun stuff i'm not even gonna make kyle <laughs> stick around for the patron show i'm gonna probably do that one solo <laughs> so anyway i'm off to go record that which i know a lot of you guys are still checking out i appreciate that uh keep in mind those are six months old <laughs> if you're catching them on the regular feed <laughs> so if you want to hear the real current stuff all it takes is a buck a week uh go ahead and contribute to us via patreon.com slash utahcast uh anyway that's all Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Jeff for the little bit of time we had him here. But sadly, this is the part where we must say to you guys, the outcast will catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, you're welcome. Good night, everybody. An innocent boy's gonna find a dream. Salmon's going off the rails. Tiny parts are going to the end. Treating life as a book of fire. Naked eyes are open wide. What's the meaning of my life? Wise man shouts a prudent.
gonna find a dream Salmon's going off the rails Tiny parts are gone to the end Treating life as a book on fire Naked eyes are open wide What's the meaning of my life? Wise man shouts a prudent verse He's sighing see me i'm sure no we can't see you oh, it's because i haven't turned it on dummy. dummy here you come there you are there i is there i is dummy 150 years of children's national hospital 150 years of groundbreaking research of exceptional health care for kids of helping families like mine and yours 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org 150 years. That's childrensnational.org 150 years. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts.